calling all overwhelmed coaching and service-based entrepreneurs. Are you struggling with working in and on all the things when it comes to your business? Delegating projects to your team, struggling with apps, tools, and programs that are supposed to make you feel more productive? You are not alone. We have created this podcast for you. Tune in each week to hear how you can create structure within your business, learn when it's time to hire a team, and be the fly on the wall for the episodes when we talk with other entrepreneurs who were in this same situation, but worked through it with the help of a team. Welcome to the Business Managers Podcast. Hey, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of the Business Managers Podcast. We are back again this week with another guest. We have Melissa Houston with us. She is a CPA, a columnist at Forbes, the host of the Business Society podcast, and a financial strategist for CEOs. Melissa helps successful business owners increase their profit margins so that they keep more money in their pocket and increase their net worth. So Melissa, thank you for coming on our podcast. We have almost twin names with our podcast. I love it. So thank you for coming on and welcome. Well, thank you so much for having me. I'm very excited about being here today. I know it's going to be a good time. And two Melissas, I've got two Melissas. Hopefully I can keep you guys apart. Keep them straight. Keep them yeah. Straight. <laughs> With the Business so, Society podcast on the Business Managers podcast. That's right. Yeah, we got a lot of confusion going on today. <laughs> <laughs> we do. We were meant to be together. Yes, right? absolutely. So, yeah. Exactly. Tell us a little bit about your business, how you generally work with clients, and what got you into what you do now. Yeah, absolutely. I'd love to share that. So I'm a CPA. Well, I was working in corporate and government for over 20 years. And I was also working in public accounting. And I dealt a lot with business owners. And what I noticed, for the most part, is that there was an information gap between what we're doing as accountants, you know, by reviewing their books and completing tax returns. But we were also offering ways for people to understand their business numbers and help their business become more profitable and grow their business. But what I often noticed when we were giving this feedback to clients is they really didn't understand what we were talking about. So I knew that when I went out, because I always knew I had an entrepreneurial spirit in me, And I knew that when I went out on my own, this is exactly what I wanted to offer to business owners so that they understood the information that's out there in your numbers so that you can make your business more profitable. Knowing your numbers is a huge part of business. It's what keeps you in business as well. So if you have any sort of insecurity around your business, if you feel any sort of CEO imposter syndrome, what I highly recommend is getting to know your numbers So many business owners are fearful of them or they kind of sweep them under the rug and they don't want to deal with it. But once you take that step and start learning and understanding, you will know your business intimately and you will understand how your business functions, how it operates, how it makes profit. And every decision that you make for your business affects your bottom line, which is your profit. So you'll understand how each decision you're making is affecting the profitability of your business. This is super important information and people just don't think of it because they're like, oh, it's not very fun. Sounds really hard. Not very sexy, right? Mm -hmm. So this is what I offer to my clients is it's super important to get that information out there. People talk a lot about personal financial literacy. 
I'm here to talk about business financial literacy. I also put personal in it as well, but I really want people to understand what's going on financially in their business. Yeah, I will say, I'm just going to jump in one second, Melissa Bergio. I will say that I never, like, before I owned my own business and when I was back in corporate, when I would watch something like Shark Tank and they were always like, you need to know your numbers. You don't know your numbers. We can't support you. You don't know your numbers. And they'd, you know, the entrepreneur would run out of the room in tears. And I was like, how do you, like, what do you mean by know your numbers? And how do you, how do you know your numbers? And now I finally get it because it was taught to me through a program I went through, but it was like, I totally agree. It's one of those things that once you do have them, then it drives the rest of everything. It really does. And I'm so glad that you, you can attest to that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I know you said it's not super sexy, but there is something, I don't know if sexy is the right word, but there's something deeply empowering about knowing numbers and it's so empowering. Yeah. And and the same exercise, you know, the same thing that Kelly went through when we put our numbers in a spreadsheet and saw the impact of that. Yes. So empowering. It's like, holy shit, we have something here that is like meaningful and there is money there. So I don't know, there is really something impactful about seeing your numbers on paper. Oh, it's super impactful. And, you know, I I always quote this statistic and part of it is, you know, to put the fear into people to make them realize that, you know, knowing your numbers is essential. And it's that 82% of businesses fail due to financial mismanagement. Mm -hmm. That's it. So knowing your numbers helps you manage, it clears up that financial mismanagement, right? And not only do you see like, oh, wow, I am making money. I do have a profit, but you can also increase your profit. And the reason why profit is so good is because as business owners, we generally tend to own our business. And if you're increasing the value of your business, you're increasing your net worth as well, right? So your business is likely going to be your biggest financial asset, And if you can use that to your advantage and build your wealth and build your financial stability, plan for retirement and all that other great stuff that goes with a profitable business, life is looking good, right? Mm. I know money doesn't bring happiness, but it brings you a lot of choices and a lot less stress. Right. It's comforting. It doesn't bring you happiness. Yeah. yeah. It brings you comfort for sure. Because we know plenty of people with lots of money who are not happy. Yes, exactly. Exactly. I mean, the key to your happiness is definitely, you know, doing the work within. But if you're a happy person, you take that stress away by knowing what's going on with your finances makes Mm -hmm. a big difference. Yeah. Even just last year, the people were striving to be six figure businesses. And now we've we've upped it. Yeah, you know, we've upped it. Now you you have to you have to quotes, you know, strive to be a seven figure business. But what does that mean if you have no profit? You know what I mean? So can you can you talk a little bit about that and the misconception about, yeah, I'm a seven-figure business, but dot, dot, dot. Yes. And I love that you brought that up. And I hear that all the time too, you know, online businesses that are like, oh, my launch was, you know, seven-figure launch. So whenever I hear people shouting this out, you know, like I'm, I'm, a, I'm an eight figure business, seven figure launch. I just made a million dollars worth of sales in my businesses. I mean, this stuff, it's, it's skewed information, right? When I hear it as a CPA, I'm like, okay, well, what does that mean? Does it mean that you've actually made profit? Does it mean that you made a million dollars in one year? Does like, what does this mean? Because million dollar businesses 
are businesses that make a million dollars within one fiscal year and then another million dollars in the next fiscal year. Just because you've reached a million dollars doesn't make you a million dollar business. It means that whether it took you one year or 10 years, that's valuable information that tells you what's going on in the business. Now, the other thing too is, you know, with these launches that people are talking about, these seven figure launches, these huge launches, when you hear that, you have to be very careful because people feel inspired by it. And they're like, oh, I have to go out and attain that for myself. But you need to break down the cost of bringing in $7 million in a launch, right? Those people who have been successful in doing that, that's fantastic. But let's have a look at how much money they're making off these launches, right? Because you have to think about Okay, so they've had to hire, you know, copywriters and Facebook ads, and there's so much money and effort going into these launches that when you actually put all those expenses down on paper, you realize that those launches are not very profitable. I mean, if somebody is doing their launches well, yeah, absolutely, with 50% profit margin, that is fantastic but it's few and far between these launches. When, when you're not controlling your expenses, the expenses add up and, you know, maybe you're making $500, $10,000, whatever it is off that launch, or you could be losing money, you know, because it's not unheard of Facebook ads for a million dollar launch are running at minimum $500,000 and it keeps getting worse on Facebook. The ads keep becoming more increasingly expensive. It's a lot of money that goes into that million dollars. And that's just touching the the, the start of it, right? Mm-hmm. Because you've got, you know, like I said, you've got copywriters, you've got a team who's organizing all your, your sales funnels and emails going out and people who are doing the sales calls and what have you. It just goes on and on and on. And if you're making money off that, you're lucky. Right. And like a lot of people want to do courses and have videos, but they want to get them professionally done. And it's like, all right, now you've got a videographer coming in, then you've got editing and you've got this and that and And photo shoots and what have you, right? It it adds up. Yeah. Yeah. It's not like you can do these things on a shoestring budget anymore. There is like a huge cost attached to a seven or eight figure launch. Exactly. And then the other question I have too, is if you want to get these seven, eight figure businesses going, Do you understand how much time and energy that goes into running a business like that? It's like we're being told that we have to do that. And if we don't attain, you know, those seven figure numbers, then you're not good enough. But really, most of us can live quite comfortably off multiple six figure. Mm -hmm. There is nothing wrong with striving for that. And literally, this conversation came up on Facebook today. I don't know if either of you know Tyler McCall, but he was talking about people striving for seven to eight figures and a, how much work goes into that and B how much you actually end up working. Wouldn't it make more sense to just, Oh, that's great. If people want to do that and they like hustling and that's what they want to do, but wouldn't it be great just to make a hundred thousand or 200,000 and have the lifestyle you want, you know, without killing yourself in the, in the, exactly. Exactly. First of all, I love Tyler because he's so honest about things Mm-hmm. I find like he'll blow the whistle on a lot of things that are going on in the online business world. And secondly, you know, there's so much pressure and maybe it's just me. Maybe yeah. you, you ladies see it too, but you know, you have to have this team and you have to have this and that to succeed. And you don't really need to do that. If you've got six figure, maybe, you know, hundred, two hundred thousand $200,000 business, 
you can easily do a lot of that work yourself. So you're saving a lot of money and you're still making a very good living. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that especially in the the time we're living, like pandemic, hopefully soon to be post pandemic, people's way of living is changing. So I, I feel like it's almost like a contradiction in terms that this push to seven to eight figures, like why? Yeah. Haven't we done a turnaround? Like why all of a sudden this push for more when mm-hmm. we had this time where everybody was like, we need less. Exactly. You know, and, and it's like they're promoting the laptop lifestyle, you know, like work less, but you can't do that if you're running these huge businesses. These leaders are so unbelievably busy, mm-hmm. you know, from morning to night, you know, evenings, weekends. So you're not really establishing a relaxing lifestyle if you're working to those high revenue numbers. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And as I mentioned earlier, too, like if you say you're you're an eight figure business, you need to consistently earn that eight figure revenue each year. So you're caught in a hamster wheel, right? Mm-hmm. If you want to have that status of being an eight figure business, you really need to understand what goes along with it. Yep. Yeah. And that's not escaping a corporate work life. No, you're working for yourself. Absolutely. But you're still working a lot. Right. Because you're managing a team. You, at that point, you probably have a team. You're managing yep. your team. You have a big team too. Yep. Yeah. You have to, right? Because yep. you got you to gotta cross your T's and dot your I's, especially for launches. Like you said, you need to hire so many people when you saying, this is what I want. You really have to. You got to be all in. Yeah. Yeah. What can you tell us about how business owners can increase their profit margins without having to go crazy all in seven, eight figure business? Absolutely. And this is key. What I always tell my clients is you really need to monitor your expenses, right? When I work with clients, the first thing that we talk about is, first of all, setting your goals. Get really clear on your goals, your financial goals. Make sure that they're values-based. Understand what it is that you want to work for. So, I mean, going back to our point where it's like, if you want that eight figure business, it's totally okay to want it. You get a good understanding of, of what you want, and then you plan to achieve that, right? So whether it's an eight figure business or a $200,000 business, it doesn't matter. You create your goals. And then the second step is the most important where you create a plan to achieve those goals. In accounting terms, it's called an operating forecast. So you forecast 12 months ahead. I like to call it create a financial plan because it doesn't scare people off so much. (laughs) And essentially that's exactly what it is. You're creating a financial plan for your business. So you create your goals and then you ensure that you are going to achieve them through monitoring your progress against your goals, right? When you're creating your financial plan, you're breaking it out into 12 months. And so you have an idea of how many sales you want to achieve each month. Whether you're growing your business or you want to stay stagnant, it doesn't matter, but you just calculate what you want to achieve each month. And then you also plan for all the expenses that are going to go into achieving these sales. So every business expense that you have, you need to monitor that. And you also need to ensure that you're paying yourself your personal salary Mm -hmm. because your business finances and your personal finances must be separated. You cannot combine them. It's it's such a huge mistake that so many business owners make. So 
you know, monitoring your progress against each month is super important because it allows you to see early rather than later. So you see right away, you get that feedback, what went well and what didn't, or if you're blowing your budget, like let's say in advertising, Facebook ads, whatever, or if you've got, I don't know, I can't think of any expenses that would, would go crazy, but there are plenty of them out there, like subscriptions, you know, just monitoring anything that you're spending your money on and asking yourself, do I absolutely need this or can I live without it? Because this is essentially money that can be going into my pocket. Monitor your interest expense fees if you've got debt. And if you've got debt, pay that debt down. Even if it's personal debt, you need to pay it down through your, your business as well. Because, or sorry, if you're fueling your business debt through your personal debt, you need to ensure that you're still paying it down. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's so many things that, that go into making a a business successful. Just because you've got a great idea does not necessarily mean that it's going to work out financially. So ensuring that you're monitoring your finances and you know what's going on will help you detect problems before they become big issues and they kill your business. Well, I was just thinking like so many people, something where they get stuck is pricing and what... Yeah. Like how, what should I be pricing? And, you know, it always comes back to, well, what, what do you literally need to be profitable? And that's how you have to set your, your pricing. And it's, it's. Yeah. You definitely have to take into account all the expenses that go into producing your service. And you also have to benchmark against your competitors, right? You know, Mm -hmm. you don't want to be overcharging and putting yourself out of the game but you don't want to be undercharging and devaluing your services. So finding that good price point is key. And if your expenses are exceeding what you can honestly charge your clients, then you're going to have to cut down your expenses. Like you have no choice or find a way to increase your revenue in other ways. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Or rethink, like, what are you offering? Can you offer a little bit more to double the profit and and just kind of tweak things? It's, it's such a hard it's, it's hard running a business. It's not it's for the faint of heart. Yeah. No, it's not. Yeah. And for people who offer more than one service, I always take them through the exercise of pricing out, you know, doing a P&L for each of the services that you offer and really understand what the profit margins are on each of your offers, because that will tell you what's the most profitable service that you're offering. So if your best seller is like, say you're into selling products or even services, like if your best seller is really actually not all that profitable or you, you are losing money on it, there is no point in promoting that. You need to either tighten your expenses, increase your price, whatever, to get that nice sweet spot of profit to ensure that what you're offering will generate money for you because that's the purpose of being in business is to make a profit. And if you want to grow your business, you reinvest that profit into your business so you can grow it. I was just going to ask, what do you suggest people do generally as like the number one thing to do with their profits? Because our first inclination, right, is to go blow it because... I know, I was just going to say that. (laughs) And we're all human. We're all tempted by that. Woohoo, I got 10,000 in the bank account. Let's go, you know, but chances are you may owe that money. So that's another thing I teach clients as well is how to manage your cash Mm. because it's very tempting to blow that money, but you may have forgotten that you have a $10,000 bill coming in, you know, at the end of the month and Mm. you have to make sure that you cover it, right? So there's a fine line between cash management because cash flow is super important to keep your busy business going. You know, once you have that profit, that's true profit, that is 
you know, what you really get to keep in your pocket, you also have to remember that there's taxes you need to pay on that profit. So you have to budget for that. You have to put that tax payment aside so that you have the money to cover your taxes when, when your tax bill is due, right? So I understand in the U.S. you do your quarterly tax installments and you have to make sure that you've got the money to pay that, right? So that's part mm-hmm. of the estimation process. Nobody wants to be struggling for you know paying their taxes at the last minute and find out that they don't have money to cover it. So these are all the things that you have to keep in mind before you say, okay, I can really afford that vacation or I can really afford to blow that money. So it's through proper financial planning in your business that you'll realize, okay, it all ties into your goals. So if you want to grow your business, chances are you're going to reinvest that profit into your business to grow it. But if you're at that stage where you're very comfortable in your business, this is where you start looking at, and I know this gets complicated, but tax saving strategies to get that money out of the business and into your personal account. Hmm. So there's always ways to save money, especially with taxes. I'm huge on, you know, hire a tax expert within your, your Uh, country and your state or province and make sure that you are taking advantage of all the tax savings opportunities that you have because business owners have a lot and get that money and start building your net worth with it. Mm -hmm. I do have a question for you. We do have a lot of businesses that are relatively new Mm -hmm. or like emerging going from five figures to six figures. Like what do you recommend for them in terms of financial planning, they're maybe not in a place where they don't have a lot of profit to, you know, sort of, they're still needing to reinvest in the actual running of the business so that, you know, they maybe don't have the money to put away for growth. Yeah, absolutely. That's a really great question too. And that's no different. It's the same process as if you were a six figure business or seven figure business or eight figure business, you need to create your financial plan and what that does, it just, it just puts that plan into paper or, you know, your Excel yeah. spreadsheet, whatever you want to call it. And it gives you actionable steps that you need to take each and every month to achieve your goals. So if you're five figure working to six figure, it's the exact same process, you know, budget out. Well, how many sales do I need to make for this period to cover my expenses and still attain that profit margin that I want to keep, you know? Mm -hmm. So if you're looking for a 20% profit margin, you make sure that you meet the sales, less all your expenses and include your salary in there because so often entrepreneurs forget to pay themselves. And then the profit is after you've paid yourself. Yes. That is a key component to remember. Key component. Yeah. And those spreadsheets can be fun. I will say I'm not a math person per se, But we have a spreadsheet that this program we went through, they set it up for us. So it's like, here's your service. Here's how much it costs. This is what I want at the end of the month. So how many of those do I have to sell? And it's it's fun plugging in those numbers to to see. It's fun plugging in because you see how much money you, you are making and who doesn't love to count their own money, right? Right. You know, so that's what makes it fun. Everybody wants money and knowing that you can count it on a spreadsheet, Mm -hmm. it does make it fun. I guess that is sexy. I was just going to say that it does make it sexy, but I didn't want to push it, but it does, right? No, I think I had to get there. (laughs) Sexy money spreadsheet. (laughs) And there's so many things that people probably don't think of as expenses, like your CRM, your 
your hosting for your website, mm-hmm. your, you know, there's so many little things. People use project management tools. And when that debit comes out of your account and you go, oh yeah, that's right. That's another $50 a month that I wasn't thinking yeah. about. That's yeah. where all my money goes. That's right. Exactly. You really yeah. got to track it all. Right. But as a disclaimer, speak to your professional CPA for more details about what it is. <laughs> I love that. That's a nice. <laughs> that was a nice. You should get disclaimer. paid for that. Yeah. <laughs> Just going to put that on the money spreadsheet. Yeah. Uh, so could you bring it all home and, and give some best practices, I guess, to sort of recap on if someone's feverishly taking notes right now, because I, this is a, this is a good subject and everyone needs to really pay attention. What are some best practices if you're just the bare minimum? Yeah. If you're just starting out or if you're just having a look at your, how you've been organizing your, your money within your business, go back to the basics. First steps, make sure that you separate your personal from your business finances, right? So everybody needs a business bank account separate from, you know, your personal account. Keep all your records separate. The second step is you need you need to figure out how much you need to pay yourself in order to survive as a business owner. Mm-hmm. So work on your personal budget. Get an idea of no not just get an idea, know what you need to make in order to survive personally. So your personal budget is going to have your rent or your mortgage payments, your food, your utilities, your car, your entertainment, like it's got everything. And once you understand how much you need to pay yourself, you plug that into your financial plan for your business and make sure that that is an expense that you're going to honor each and every month. So, and I understand at the beginning, you know, a lot of businesses are operating at losses. You know, we're not making enough money to cover it because it takes one to two years to start really generating good profits. That's just an average. Some people earlier, some people later. Disclaimer. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, just really make sure that you understand what, how much revenue you need to make in your business each month to cover your basic costs. If you want to take a free mini course on how you pay yourself as a business owner, I actually have that on my website. So you can find it at melissacpa.com, go to offerings, and that course is there. Is that the five step? No, no, this is a step. Okay. Yeah. And you have a roadmap as well, right? That you have. Okay. Yeah. I have that financial foundation roadmap because for business owners who do want to build their business, you need to have those five steps in place so that when you start growing your business, it's going to make it attainable because you need to have that financial foundation in place. First thing is, it's important to get sales into your business. Mm -hmm. So I will never lie, get those sales in, you know, but the second step is make sure that you manage your money. So you've got those sales coming in. That's your money. Make sure you're managing it well within your business. And if you do that, you will create a solid financial future for yourself. And don't be scared. Don't be scared. Don't be scared of money. Money. I mean, money is very emotional. Mm -hmm. It brings up emotions for everybody. Even me. We all have it. We all have a money story. Mm -hmm. But you also need to see it as the tool that it is. Money is just a way to attain the wants and needs that you have in your life. It's the currency that we use. Yeah. 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 
So if you take the emotions out of it and you take emotions out of decision-making in your business and you look at it for, and that's where the term know your numbers comes in because that sounds very uh, emotionally detached, right? It does. Because it is. It's just know your numbers because this is just feedback that's, that it's telling you how your business is doing. Yeah, it's yeah. true. It yeah. is. It's just, it's just information. It's just facts. Yeah. It's yeah. That's yeah. all it is. Yeah. So if you take away the emotion of like, oh my God, I'm not meeting my goals or, oh, I must be a failure because I didn't exceed my goals or whatever the case may be, whatever's going on in your head, you need to take that and say, Hey, you know what? Take a back seat. We're just going to look at this you know, pragmatically, okay, I didn't meet my goals. What do I need to change in order to meet them next month? Yep. Turn the page, right? Just figure it out. And yeah. And it's definitely easier said than done. So get support. There's nothing wrong with getting support. No. And uh, let's just try to get rid of the mind drama around our money. And yes, um, it can be your friend. It should be your friend. It should should be your friend because it's going to take care of you in your retirement. Yes. Yeah, that's yeah. really the ultimate goal. Make sure that you have created and sustained a financially stable life and it carries you through retirement because government pension plans and, you know, stuff like that, they're pretty much gone to the wayside, especially for entrepreneurs. We don't have them. Right. So you need to make sure that you take care of yourself, your future self. It's so true. Yes. Mm-hmm. So where can people find you online if they want? They're probably like, oh, I need to talk to Melissa, my head, (laughs) right? So where can they find you? My main website is melissahoustoncpa.com. So always reach out. I'm always, I always answer every email that I'm sent. And another free business resource that I've created that I really like to put out there and help people with is my blog at thebusinesssociety.co. And there's articles on personal finance, business finance, and building your business. So it's really a one-stop shop for people to go to and get information on. And it's constantly growing. We're always adding new content to it. But it's really there to support people and help them understand their business as a whole. Mm -hmm. Because everything that you do in business affects your profit line. It's true. That is 100% true. We'll uh, make sure that we put all of the, every, every thing in the show notes, all the links. Sorry for the long list. No, 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 no. I mean like the roadmap and then, you know, the blog, we'll make sure that all goes into the show notes because it's, it's important stuff and we all need to know our numbers. Bottom line. Yes. Together we can. Knowing your numbers makes you the best CEO of your business that you can possibly be. It's true. Pat yourself on the back, people. Know your yeah. numbers. <laughs> and then when people say, Are you, is your business profitable? Yes. You know, not that they're all getting personal in you, but, you know, when, when an investor, if that's the route you go or anyone asks you, what are your numbers? You have them and you know. Yeah. Yeah. So. You should always know the financial health of your business. Always. Yeah. And your personal financial health. You can say it with confidence if you know your yep. numbers. That, yep. you can say that I am well. My business yep. is well. Yep, Yep. exactly. Well, listen, thank you for coming on again and sharing this information because it really is important and it, it shouldn't be scary. Uh, And once you, once you do know them, you'll feel a little bit better, I think, because it's like letting those bills pile up. You don't open the envelopes, but once you open them, everything's okay. You know, yeah. when you let the bills pile up, it it does cause stress. You don't want to do that. So don't do it with your business. Don't do it with your business. Yeah. 
Yeah. Well, thank you so much for having me. I've really enjoyed being here. It was great to have you. And it was very nice to meet you. And thank um, you too. I didn't confuse either of you. So that's good. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, everybody have a great week. And uh, we hope you enjoyed this episode. Don't forget to join us online at MergioEnterprises.com and in our Facebook group, the Business Managers Podcast Facebook group. And we will be back next week. Minus down one, Melissa, but we'll still have Burge. We'll, we're going to release Melissa Houston back out into the world. She's got more. Important oh, it's been so much fun. I don't want to leave. <laughs> I know, right? Well, you never know. Like we say, you never know what's going to happen. She may be here next week. Who knows? Everybody have a great week and we will see you next time. Bye. 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 Did you enjoy today's episode? If you did, help us grow with a follow, rate, and review. Check us out online at mergioenterprises.com and on Facebook and Instagram at Mergio Enterprises. See you next week and tell your friends.